For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. ED. Oh. Now I know you're fluent in coach speak, but can you read lips? <laughs> I try not to. I try not to. I, you imagine the things I would see that people are saying about me? <laughs> you're not alone. Kyle Shanahan tries not to read lips either. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, plenty to get to on this show. It's the Day before the day before. Well, actually, it's the day before the day before the day before because they're playing on Monday night, right? Okay. So, uh, so yes, we got a lot of day befores in there, but we will, we will recap whatever that was in the Mile High City, and we'll look ahead to Rams. It is Rams week. As always, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Feel free to get involved in the show on social media. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at rhaylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at watchrayray. He is at ed25. As always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. And look, I mean, if, you, if you're trying to play, you, you want to play these games. There's really no other place to go than to bet online. They got whatever you want, however you want it. They got all kinds of sports. There's golf. There's the NHL, which is ramping up its preseason right now. The NBA is right around the corner. Their media days happened earlier this week. We're right in the opening quarter of NFL season. You got college football going on. MLB is heading towards October. So much to get into. Uh, and if you want to be a part of it, go ahead, hit up the fine folks at Bet Online. They have you covered. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So, ED. Uh, yeah. We, I'm watching this game on, on, on Sunday night. And let me, I don't want to, I don't want to misquote the guy. Uh, the guy being Mike Tirico. Uh, in the words of Mike Tirico, quote, this is bad. He said this at some point in the second half. He wasn't even talking about the Niners. <laughs> he was talking about the Broncos the and, and, yeah. that, and that offense and, and how Russ just couldn't get in sync with his guys and, and their offense just looked lethargic to say the least. But there came a point, right, where – you're, you're stuck, you're stagnant, unable to score, right? Unable to really get the ball moving. And and I, I anticipated it being somewhat of a of, of like a drag out fight, a, a, a defensive struggle. And as, as good as these defenses were, and as good as these defenses are and are projected to be throughout the course of this season, there was still a lot of bad offense in that one. And, yeah, and so, yeah. I don't know that I can give the defense full credit, either defense full credit for those performances on Sunday night because the offenses were so bad. But we got to a point in the fourth quarter and Russ just started doing some stuff. And I had this moment, like I've had these moments before, ED, where it's, I've seen this movie before. 
<laughs> and and he he couldn't really get anything going. But on that one drive, use his legs here and able to maneuver here, escape this pressure, escape this sack. Uh, they they got a huge break when uh, Bosa, I believe it was Bosa, got in there and, and couldn't get him down. He was able to evade that, kept the drive alive, and they go down, they punch it in, and, and that ultimately was the difference. But, I mean, look, he's we have to call a spade a spade. He's owned the Niners. That's now 17 wins and 21 meetings for Danger Russ Wilson. So you got to give him some credit there. And, look, he was bad all game. The offense was bad all game, but when he needed uh-huh. to step up and make a play and, ha- and have a drive, I've seen this movie before, E.D., and, and he did what he's done to the Niners so many times before. You're on mute. I can't hear you, brother. I'm, I'm on mute. There you go. There you go. I, okay. Um, Russ, I can't give Russ credit. None at all? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Not sorry. even no. half a bar. Um, no, Russ did, Russ did his best possible work out there and they still should have lost from what he did on offense. Jimmy lost the game. Oh, Jimmy lost the game. No, you, I told you, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Jimmy stepped out of the end zone. He cost them two points. Those two points that the defense didn't get an opportunity to defend cost them the game. Am I right or wrong? Those are facts. Those are facts that the, the defense went on the road and they did everything that they possibly could to because sometimes the offense will have to carry the defense some days the defense has to carry the offense that was obviously a day that the defense had to carry today the defense could defend everyone in the opposite color you can't defend the guys wearing the same uniform a guy in the same uniform cost the team you got to take the blame for that i'm sorry that's his fault you can't step out of the back of the end zone you, I, you know, I don't care what play is called. I don't care what it is. You can't score points. The previous week I said, what did I say? Special teams. I said the team teams can't cost the defense points. This defense is too good. You can't allow points to happen that they don't get an opportunity to defend. You were saying earlier, you don't know if these defenses are that good. Well, you know what? I've seen the, the defense do this three weeks in a row now. Well, no, it's not that they're not that good. I just think the bad offense – outweighed the good defense. Well, like, like, there was, like there was a lot of bad offense on both but sides. A really good defense, a really good defense can make you look like a bad offense. Very true. Just like, Very just true. like a really good offense can make you look like a bad defense. Very true. So this defense has made everyone that they played look like bad offenses. So I'm not shocked that that happened again. Um, especially if you're not having your best day then a good defense is going to make a team that's not having its best day offensively look really bad. That's what a good defense does. That's what they did. Now, so as, as I said, you win as a team. If you lose, it's got to be somebody's fault. Because if everyone did their job, you wouldn't lose. So two points that I can't defend, that's that's on that person. That, that's just that's just how it is. It's just, it's, it's, and, and, and you got to call a spade a spade because if, if it had been a seven-point game all the way through, and a, a DB gets beat over the top and gives up a touchdown, you're going to say, hey, that guy lost the game. Yeah, he doesn't give up that score. Right? He, he don't give up that score, we win the game. Absolutely. If he doesn't give up that score, we win the game. That, that's what you're going to say. You know, if it's, if it's a 10-7 game, I mean, and you know, you give up that score and it turns into 14-10, you're going to say that guy cost you the game. Well, you got to do the same thing for that. So now, those things can't happen. You got to get better. Um, 
I, I tweeted out there that I said, um, and everybody was like, this is an excuse. And I was like, I don't know how that's an excuse. I, I, I was like, this is the fact. I said, Jimmy looked like a guy who hadn't had a playbook or practice all summer. Mm. And, I, and I said that he's not, and I, I also said this, I said, Jimmy's not talented enough to do that. He, he's, he's, not, he's not the type player that can miss all of that time off, that cannot be a part of things and then come in and play well. So, I mean, and, and not show effects of it. Coming in off of the bench, you've heard me say this, coming in off of the bench is a whole different mentality when you're the backup as opposed to being a starter. Because whatever you do as a backup, it's a plus. You know, it wasn't my gig. I'm covering for the other guy. When you're the starter, now it's different. So now you got to get back into that mindset and that routine, and that's what Jimmy is. He's a starting guy. But he looked like he hadn't been playing. The offense looked like they had no idea what was going on. So um, this is me right now from that game. I already told you what happened, how, how that was, and who I thought, you know, it, forget how bad it was. But at the end of the day, you can't step out of the end zone. So now I want to see. Well, if it just rushed, I've seen Jimmy play better. Everyone's like, I, this is Jimmy. We've seen Jimmy do this. We've seen Jimmy's offense like that. That's all I was getting on Twitter. We've all seen Jimmy play a whole lot better than that. So what I want to know is, is it Jimmy? And we'll look at this next week. Okay, so now you'll have more time. You'll be going against the Rams Monday night. This is a team that you've had success against. If this offense still looks the way it's been looking the first three weeks of the season, it's got to be one or the other. It's got to either be the quarterback, because people remember the offense didn't look that much better when Trey was there. Am I lying? No, it, it did. It didn't. Okay. It didn't. The offense so has he, not look, looked great all season. It's it's had moments. It had moments in the Seattle game, but aside from so, that, the offense so hasn't looked cool. good at all this season. Well, so so it's either got to be it's either got to be the the quarterback, and if it's not the quarterback, if you continue moving with the quarterback and it doesn't get better, then it's got to be the it's got to be the offense or the play play selection or the play design. So it's got to be one or the other. So you got to decide, and that's what I'm waiting to see. Which one is it? I'm not freaking out. Um, I keep hearing everybody say the the season's over. It's weak. They just played three games, right? I think you know me well enough. If, if they had been balling, if they had been balling, I would have been like, okay, it's early. If with Trey, they were 3-0, and I'd have been like, this is great. And I know the world would have been on fire. And I would have said, and everyone would say, I'm hating on Trey. But you know me. I said the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. I got to see. He's had a couple good games. Let's see what it's going to turn into. If he had lost all three, I would have said, let's see what he's going to turn into. It, we, we don't know yet. So this season, I don't know. The only thing I know about this team is that they have a really, really good defense. And we thought they would. They have a really good defense. So now it's, it's time for the offense to not waste it. That's the end of my Denver speech. <laughs> so do you think that there's nothing to Jimmy saying all your plays suck, man, allegedly? Um, first of all... <laughs> I don't know if that's what Jimmy said. I don't know who Jimmy was talking to. You say things to a player, and I, somebody asked me that. I said, I, now, okay, you, you go through it, and if that's what you're saying he said, and even if they have it mic'd up, if you hear him saying that, okay, was he talking to himself? Yeah. Was he talking yeah. to his coach? 
Was he talking? You know, like who who are you talking to? What what are, what are you what are you doing? Because there are times you'll screw up a play out there, and you're like, damn, like why did that happen? Like what are you doing? You you know, you talk to yourself like that. Yourself. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into all of that. I'm not gonna get into all of that. Uh, you know what? If you don't like to play, what have I told you before? Because if you're saying that to Kyle, if you don't like to play, you're a professional play caller. What do you do? What do you do? Change the call. Change the play. Change the play. If you think all of his plays suck, then change the play. If you don't change the play, shut up and drink your milk. You obviously thought it was a good play. So yeah. I, I don't I don't get into that. Execute. Yeah, so for for the record, I think that's a little bit of a reach by the interwebs. Um I'm I can read lips pretty I'm not an expert lip reader, but I, I can I can li- read lips fairly well. I'm still not sure that that's what he said, A, and then B, even if that is what he said, then, like, who, who's he talking to, right? You know, because um, there, I mean, you, you're frustrated. You And I do it all the time. Like, dude, you suck, right? Like, you know, and I'm talking to myself about myself. And so, and he wasn't mic'd up, and, and there, there there was nothing like that. Um, yeah, I, I do yeah. want to say one other thing before we move on to the Rams. And, and you talk, we talked about this last week, right? And, and you mentioned that there's probably less pressure on Jimmy and less pressure on Kyle because Jimmy's the backup, this, that, or the other. To me, it, it looked like, well, I, for one, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Two, to me, it looked like sort of what you said, right? I mean, it's all fun and games when you're the backup and you're just thrown in there and you can kind of just play and be free whole different ball game you got the whole week to be the starter now you're the starter right now it's your preparation now it's 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 you going out there you know you're the guy you know you're starting you you as you get thrown in there after an injury you don't really even have time to think it's like where my helmet okay let's go there's that part of it and there's another part of it which is which i thought was different and the way Kyle called plays, right? The the plays out there that Jimmy ran against Seattle looked a lot different than plays that he had run over the course of the last couple of years, right? They looked like they were more catered to Trey. I mean, we even saw some zone reads in there, right? From 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 Jimmy, right? Something that's not even in his repertoire. But he mentioned something after that Seattle game in terms of we should do more of the, and I'm paraphrasing here, but we should do more of this sort of like what we did when I first got here and just let it, let it fly. Essentially, that's him being able to take some shots downfield, which he was able to do in that Seattle game. Didn't really do much of against Denver. It was more of the stuff that people say Jimmy can only do and things that fans get upset about, um, you know, the, the over the middle stuff, this, that, or the other, which was working earlier in the game, right? I mean, he was able to get the ball out 2.1 seconds. It was, it was quick. He was getting it out of there. Um, but they just could not convert on third down. And I don't know if you want to blame Kyle for that or if you want to blame Jimmy for that, but that in a nutshell, you got, you got to win third down. You got to win third downs if you're an offense. Um, so you can't go over the night on third down and expect to win any games. Right. Uh, but there was a difference there and, and, and I don't know, if I think that's a byproduct of Jimmy being the starter now, right? So it not only affects Jimmy and his preparation all week and knowing that he's the guy, but it affects Kyle as well in terms of game planning and coming up with stuff for 10 to run. And so it looked like all of that just kind of came to a head on that field in Denver on Sunday night. And I mean, essentially you get, you, you got what you got. And that was, 
a bad L, a bad loss by any stretch of the imagination. That was a bad loss, and now you drop to one and two. No, the Bears was a bad loss. That was an ugly loss. The Bears was a bad loss. That that was a very the Bears the Bears are a bad bad team. I don't know if Denver is necessarily that bad. They're definitely not as bad as as the Bears. Um, that but that was just ugly. The way they lost that game, the defensive performance that you had, that was just ugly. That was ugly offense, everything. And I say the Bears was a bad loss because, you know, how they were out there playing the the game, the weather, all of these things, everything. It was it was just a mosh, and and you know, but you got to find a way to beat a a bad team. You're, if you're a good team, you got to find a way to beat a bad team. You can't, you know, that's that was just a bad. That, so that that one I see as a bad loss. Um, this one, this was ugly, and and I'm listening to what you're saying about the, the Kyle. I said that was my spill on this, but if you but we this can even flip over to the Rams now, and in the upcoming game. Um, now moving forward, everything that you just said about the whole prep thing and Kyle and all this stuff, I I still believe that there should be less pressure on both of these players. Um, I think Kyle should actually listen to Jimmy on the letting it fly. You have nothing. You have nothing to lose by what you're doing. And I think this is one of those situations, you know, I've told you before um, someone a long time ago told me that um, head coaches are paranoid by nature. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. They're always concerned because they're concerned about the what if they always get caught up in the what if 100%. You, they plan for Kyle, the what if Kyle I want to watch it and see Kyle may be coaching against himself right now. So let's just see how this plays out. He may be coaching against himself because if Jimmy, if, if, if not saying he can, not saying he can, I'm holding judgment for a while. Like I say, I'm going to see, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to just looking at this saying, you know what? You look, you looked like you had all kind of rust to knock off. Okay. You can't be that rusty this week. You can't be that rusty. And if you are that rusty, then you got some big time problems on that team. Um, because I still don't think the, the next guy is ready to play either. So you're just going to have another year where you have nothing in the quarterback position. I've seen Jimmy's play better. So he's got to be able to play better than that. Um, it's obvious that the, it's obvious why, you know, just having a day like that, it's obvious why you went out and drafted a quarterback. Okay, so that's so so that's makes sense. You have to play better at the quarterback position, be that Trey or somebody else. You got to upgrade that position. That's why you had Trey in there. That's the hopes. But Jimmy has to do something, and Kyle is the one pulling the trigger right now. So he has to coach this differently than what he's been doing, than what he did the last half of the season, um, what he did the previous year. You got to coach differently to get a better performance on the offense. You have to. And, and if you do the same thing, I don't, I'm, you know, you got to start looking at the coach. You can't keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Kyle coaching against himself. And you said that a whole lot more eloquently than than, than I could have, which is essentially the point that, that, that I was trying to make. It certainly looked like that. And, and if you look at it from Kyle's perspective, since last January, essentially, He's been getting ready for the 2022 season with five as his quarterback. And those thoughts on paper and in his mind look a whole lot different than they do when 10 is back there. And so now it's like, 
Okay. And it's not as simple as like, okay, you know Jimmy's plays and, and you run Jimmy's plays and Jimmy can just go in there, run the offense that he's ran the last couple of years. Like, it's not that simple. You know what, though? Is it? Is it? Does he have to run? And I said this before when Jimmy was quarterbacking and Trey came in. We talked about this last year, right? You have two different offenses. That doesn't make sense. Why, why would you have someone on the team? As a backup, and I said it when Trey, you know, I said it's when Trey was the backup. Why is he your backup quarterback? Why is he on the team if he can't run the offense? Flip, flip that over. Why is Jimmy Garoppolo your backup quarterback who can go in at any moment if you can't run the offense with him? So that's what I'm saying, coaching against yourself. Do you necessarily have to run different plays? In the middle of that game, the previous week, you had no choice but to run that offense and it looked different you said it it looked different jimmy looked different now you go back to doing what you have programmed yourself to believe he can only do and everybody else knows that's what to expect because that's only what you allow him to do and have him to do maybe but i can't it's it's hard for me to say that's the only thing he's capable of doing when you saw the previous week so that goes back to what I'm saying, coaching against yourself. Yeah, do you necessarily yeah. have to run a completely different style of offense or do you utilize the fact that you put in some wrinkles and you're trying to do it? I'm not saying you got to run, expect him to, to get 15 yards on a, on a, you know, second and 12, like Lamar Jackson did, you know, on a, on a quarterback lead. You're not expecting Jimmy to do that, but do you necessarily, that's what I'm saying. Do you have to change the offense completely? Every time, because you said that last year the same way, and it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's a very it's very interesting. And and if you go back, I was kind of paraphrasing Jimmy's comments there, but if you go back, it was a conversation that he had with uh, David Lombardi from the Athletic. This was right after the Seattle game um, when when Jimmy came in there and and, and after Trey's injury, and he was able to uh, go in there and and be able to uh, to save the day, if you will, and, and pick up the Niners' uh, lone win of the season. So the Niners now one and two. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So it's Rams week, ED, and we touched on it a little bit here, but here's here's a division game now, right? And, and despite everything that's gone on, right, Niners one and two heading into this one. You get the Niners at home, or you get the Rams at home, I beg your pardon, on a Monday night. And uh, an opportunity to go 2-0 and in the division, which is no small feat in itself. In a division that I now believe, in, and I think you do as well. We started talking about this a little bit last week. I think a division, I believe, has changed from a Niners perspective in a sense that they should now be looked at as favorites to win this division. Or, or they, they're, de they're def <laughs> definitely in position to 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 win this division and so a uh, big opportunity with the Super Bowl champs coming into town on on Monday night and so uh full disclosure I mean you know this we talked about this here right that the two teams that I watch the most outside of the Niners are the Rams and the Chargers and so you look at the Rams this season and what they've been able to do they just got just knocked out opening night against the Buffalo Bills, right? And and you sort of expected that on on banner night. Yeah, I, I well, I'll take that back. I didn't expect them to win the game, but also didn't expect them to lose the way that they did. That that yeah, was I didn't really expect them to 
that was a very one-sided uh affair and then uh atlanta and company comes to town the following week and they almost got out of uh la with the win but uh the Rams able to salvage that one, uh, able to go down to Arizona and, and, and defeat the Cardinals, which is not really a surprise there. I mean, you look at the way the division goes, McVay typically owns uh, Kingsbury, whoever is the coach down there in Arizona. Uh, when I look at this Rams team, the big flaw, offensive line, and I think this has to pay huge dividends for the Niners on Monday night. I think they're going to get out there with the win. I think this this defensive line, this front, they got to eat a uh, lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think they will. Uh, Matthew Stafford is not necessarily playing any differently than Matthew Stafford plays. He's He will turn the ball over. He's going to turn the ball over. This should be a multiple turnover game for the 49ers, the way their defense is playing right now which gives them an opportunity. Like, like you say, the strength the strength of this team, we've been saying it, it's the defense and, that's the, and it's the defensive front. Um, the weakness of the Rams is their offensive line. No quarterback likes getting hit in the beak. Matthew Stafford is going to get hit in the beak a lot. He's going to throw the ball up for grabs. And unlike some of these past secondaries, you got guys that are going to grab the ball and catch the ball. So they should be able to take advantage of that. You know me, I never lose sleep Rams week. I, I just I just I just never lose sleep. Rams week. The the Rams still view even even after that loss, they're gonna look at the team defensively, they're gonna look at that and they're gonna be like, oh, you know, Aaron Donald and company are gonna be like, like goodness gracious, that was bad. But it's still gonna be in the back of their heads that okay, all right. We know this is gonna be a tough one. We know it's gonna be this. I can tell you right now, there's not a squad that I would have ever played on that would have looked that would look at that film and be like, they got a chance in hell. <laughs> but but the Rams, I guarantee you, they're gonna look at that film and they'll still in their head, it's gonna be, it's gonna be there. McVeigh is still gonna be preaching how tough of a game this is, as opposed to that team is not playing well. They've had three games and two of them have looked like this. That is not a good team right there. That's the mindset. They don't have that mindset. They still have the little brother complex against them, which is why I don't sleep. I mean, why why I don't lose sleep, Ramsley? Because I know that about them. You do too. You you just won't say it out loud. <laughs> I, I will say this though. I recall uh, just thinking about how it's tough to be the team three times in the same season, right? And I know we, we had talks about this and and I, that, that was just sort of my whole mindset. Um, but but then I remember just sitting there in SoFi Stadium last season, NFC Championship game, and after that thing was over, I was honestly more stunned, more shocked than anything that the Niners actually lost that game. Um, it was, it was only two times I've ever really felt that way. It was the Super Bowl and it was that NFC Championship game where it, it was games where I felt like the Niners had it in the bag, so to speak, and then um, things, drop things happened. Drop matter, bro. Yeah, drop pitch drop matter, right? Matter. And so, yeah, I mean, that game, that game should have – that was it. You you know, even that when I was like, okay, I know what you were saying three times in a row, but I was like, it's it's in their heads. They're going to give you an opportunity to beat them. It's – it's it's what, what do I say? They they play the Niners just hard enough to lose. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna play them just hard enough to lose, and all you gotta do is make the play when it presents itself, and you'll beat them every time. And 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 you gotta know that against the Rams, and hopefully this squad knows that. So with that being said, 
I agree with that. I, I, I agree that the loss is still fresh in, in a lot of those guys' minds. I, I, I do believe that um, there's a supreme confidence that they have during Rams week. I believe that the Rams still feel that too as well, so to speak, even though they did win that NFC title game and went on to win the Super Bowl. We talked about this defensive front, how they, how they should feast, how they should have a phenomenal game in, in the field of jeans on, on Monday night. But the other part to that is offensively, right? And so obviously there's got to be some adjustments made there. Obviously 10 has to look different. Kyle's play calling has to look different. Uh, playmakers have to get more involved. Uh, it was just a, a, a riddled mess on Sunday night in Denver. And so we've, we've now seen it, right? It's now on tape. A defense could be superb and the offense still could lose the thing for it. Yes. And so you definitely, you're going to have to turn that tide uh, coming up here on on Monday, on Monday night, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you got to, you got to find some ways to, to let your guys be guys, to let them shine. Um, and the other part about that is the offensive line, right? Trent Williams being out for yep. an extended period of time here. A concern, yes. I think it's more concerning in the Denver game than it is Monday night, and that's because of the suddenness of it, right? I, I do believe, and I've said this before, Kyle, ha Kyle has the ability to be able to scheme around certain things. And, and I think we'll see uh, a little bit more of that coming up here on Monday night and the weeks to follow until, you know, Trent gets back into the lineup. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's, that's what has to happen. So, I mean, so just looking at this and looking ahead for me, um, you know, keys to this game right now. You're going against the Rams. Understand, you just said it. Offensively, you have to play better. You, it's it's really simple. You, you, you have to play better offensively. I believe you can play better. So now the question is deciding how you want to do that. If Jimmy is the problem, then you get the ball out of Jimmy's hands. Okay? You get the ball out of Jimmy's hands. You get the ball to your playmakers as quickly as you possibly can. You've already alluded to the fact that you're not going to have your best offensive lineman there. So, which makes it, um, to me, it, 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 you know, it, it accentuates the, the belief that you got to get the ball out of your quarterback hands faster and get into your playmakers, which you still have on offense. Need more out of Kittle. Let Ayuk and Debo do what they do. And then there you go. If you're, if it's not Jimmy, if you don't, if you think Jimmy can sit back there and run your offense, then you could put him in position, call the plays to where he can fit back and utilize that quick release and throw the ball down the field. But you can't sit here and plan on doing exactly what you've been doing the previous three weeks because it's not working. It's simply not working. So that's it's it's really that simple for, for Kyle to decide what he wants to do with this offense. This is truly, in my opinion, on Kyle. You look at these games and you look at what's happened this far, thus far within this season, Kyle has been outcoached more so than not. Just looking at what's happening, it looks like, the, like, like his staff is being outcoached more so than not. That has to change moving forward, and I'm interested to see how this is. Because at the end of the day, you and I discussed this before the season started. If they finish this first quarter two and two, three and one, I'm like, you're good. You're good. You're starting off with, with a, a couple of games on the road like that. It's hard to win games on the road in the NFL. If you finish up two and two right now, 
move forward. You know, you know who your quarterback is going to be. You know where your team should be. You're you're getting healthier at the tight end position. You'll get Trent back. Your running backs are going to have to present themselves. I think your wide receivers have grown up and can do some things for you there. Decide what you're going to do with your quarterback. Everybody out there, he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback for for right or wrong. I'm with everybody else. I, you know, Trey is going to be back next year, and hopefully that position gets a major upgrade. It's obvious that the quarterback position needs to play better, period. So when I talk about the facts that are happening, it doesn't mean that I'm, like, lost and I don't get it. Trust me, I know what good quarterback play looks like. I know firsthand what good quarterback play looks like. Um, but when I say that this team can win with certain guys, if they play efficiently, that's it. But right now, Kyle's got to figure out how to utilize this offense in a better manner and not waste this defense, because I believe you will get another good defensive performance on Monday night. That's that. That's how I see this game coming up. Those are ED's keys here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Uh so it'll be the Niners and the Rams at Levi's Monday night football, 5.15 p.m. local time. They'll have that for you on ESPN. We'll have the recap for you as well as a, head, as a look ahead to the following week as well. Make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review, locate wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button uh hit us up on social media i'm at our haylock on twitter he's at underscore eric davis underscore and on instagram i'm at watch ray ray he is at ed25 so from a partner super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock this has been the believe in 49ers podcast on believe we'll see y'all next week without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done